I'm Carol Speakerman, and this is Speakerman Speaks Retail, presented by MarketScale. Hi, everyone. It's Carol, and welcome to Episode 11 of Speakerman Speaks Retail. I help all kinds of retail-focused companies perfect a repeatable, scalable positioning process so that you can land big B2B programs. And I also speak on my latest retail trajectories, which are themes that connect what's really happening in retail across all kinds of categories, borders, business models, and touch points. Right now, we're on mistake number five in my series, Eight Mistakes Suppliers Can't Make. We're doing a deep dive into the problems that come up time and time again in retail B2B situations, whether you sell products, services, or solutions, or even if you're positioning for investment opportunities or new partnerships. Today's going to be a holiday-themed episode, which if you're in retail, you know is actually perfect timing. Yes, tis the season when retail predictions start cranking up and when my phone starts lighting up with all kinds of media inquiries to weigh in on the action. So I thought we would have a split episode with the first half being our fifth mistake. In the second half, I'm going to share three retail shifts that are shaping the holiday shopping season. It's going to be like no other. So we're going to look at some of those unique aspects and what's going to make 2020 so challenging and also how it changes retailer strategies. Things are really crazy and unpredictable right now, that's for sure. Frankly, that can be kind of an energy drain. I mean, not only do people feel stuck at home, but also in some cases stuck in their businesses, having to keep a stiff upper lip and forge ahead, but at the same time, not even knowing what's going to be happening in the next two months that might just upend all of it. So under these extraordinary circumstances that we're all living in, suppliers have never been more in danger of committing one particular supplier mistake as we move into fourth quarter. And that's why I'm taking it on today. Despite the fatigue and the temptation to just run and hide, this is no time to take a holiday hiatus. In fact, I've always been a big advocate of what I call doing the holiday hustle, and now more than ever before. Back in my sales days, I caught plenty of flack over my habit of scheduling retailer meetings very close to the holidays. The grumbling was mostly coming from co-workers and other suppliers because it made it harder for them to rationalize taking off and kicking back. I never got any grief from retailers, by the way, because they've never had the luxury of taking the holidays off, so they actually appreciated it. But one particular holiday hustle from my history really stands out in my memory, and it's motivated me ever since it happened. I think that's why I do so well in the fourth quarter, even. It's just from this one story. You know, whether I was selling stuff for other companies, whether I was managing sales and marketing teams for them, or even now as a consultant, trainer, and speaker, fourth quarter has always just been golden for me. But going back to the story, at one point in my career, I was selling kids' products to a wide range of mega retailers. I had department stores as clients. I had mass retailers as new clients. And this was back when mass retail was really catching on and everybody was starting to pay attention to the opportunity. It was December 19th, a week before Christmas, and my day began with me getting on a plane at the crack of dawn and heading to a meeting with one of those big mass retailers. I was actually early to my meeting that day because everything from the supplier parking lot to the lobby was a complete ghost town. No suppliers in sight. And my meeting that day was with Chris, who was one of my most enigmatic buyers. I mean, you never knew what she was thinking. She always said very little during our meetings, always had her poker face on. And as usual, I didn't get really any reaction from her, except that she'd be in touch at some point. 
So back to the airport I went, and just before takeoff to head back home on that fateful day, I checked my voicemail. Well, to my ultimate surprise, Chris had left a message for me to call her back. Now, she normally waited at least two weeks to get back to me after our meeting, so that was kind of a shock. But knowing that she always got right down to business, I called her right back. She picked up the phone and said, Carol, start writing. Well, to my extreme delight, she went on to rattle off SKU numbers with quantities in the thousands. We hung up just as the flight attendant was giving me the side eye and telling me to put my phone away. Off went the phone, out came the calculator. The order was $9 million and change. Now, that was the largest order I'd ever booked up to that point in my career. And as it turns out, it was the single biggest order the company I worked for had ever processed. In fact, as a funny aside, When I turned in the order, it actually bounced out of the system because it exceeded the numerical limits that had been set up to that point for a single order. I have so many stories just like that because it really is a timeless dynamic. But even more gratifying is what happens with my clients that have honed their holiday hustle. One client, for example, that works in the digital imaging and display business, they landed their biggest program right after Thanksgiving. But this wasn't accidental. They deliberately scheduled their meeting around that time, and it really paid off for them. And it also gave them the ability to pull all the details together at a time when their internal teams were a lot less distracted and at a time when their retail and brand customers were so much more available. So the whole program went more smoothly in addition to just being a really big high volume opportunity. My personal experience and my ongoing reports from suppliers and agencies and others that work in the retail space prove that the holidays particularly the holidays at the end of the year, are an ideal time to get to work and an ideal time to set up meetings with retailers and other partners. Let's go through a few more reasons why my clients that have heeded this pretty contrarian advice have experienced all kinds of benefits. And by the way, these apply no matter if those meetings are in person or if they're virtual. Retailers tend to be more focused, and these days they're obsessed with making business happen during the holidays, so they're already in that mindset of making things happen and being really proactive. And they're also undistracted by lots of meetings with other suppliers, otherwise known as your competitors. So many of them are rationalizing taking off or getting things going after the first of the year. Now, it always worries me when I hear that, by the way, you know, when companies start pushing things out like that, because invariably, it kills the momentum going into the next year. So it becomes a cold boot that really slows things down. But if you're doing the holiday hustle, you're going to be the one that has that momentum going into next year, while your competitors are frankly still waking up or playing catch up. Now, I'm sure you know, too, that a lot can go wrong during the holidays, everything from out of stocks to displays falling apart from overuse. That last scenario actually happened to me once. It was when I had sold in my first million dollar order. I had sold in one million pieces of a one dollar accessory item, if you can believe it. When the holiday season started cranking up, All the wear and tear on those displays started taking its toll. The hooks were falling off. Accessories were falling on the floor. It was just a hot mess and sales were plummeting. Luckily, though, I wasn't on a beach somewhere and I was able to get it all fixed and reshipped in time for the rest of the season. So plain old vigilance is very much a part of this holiday story as well. Just staying on top of things and being available. 
just after the holidays is a really powerful time, too. And this is when a lot of suppliers rationalize taking off even more. But more and more, retailers are leveraging this post-holiday time frame to plan next year's holiday strategy while the impressions are still fresh. This is a huge overlooked opportunity to be part of that correction of errors process and maybe even to initiate it in relation to your products or solutions. So this is about the opportunity not only to stay in the game during the holidays, but proactively participate in the post-holiday evaluations that are going to inform next year's strategy. So it's sort of an insurance policy in terms of your next year's business. Also, during the holidays, you might get access to higher level decision makers who aren't usually available. Now, I can't tell you how many times my clients have been able to chat with top executives during these holiday timed meetings, and that means they often get a faster sign off on their programs because those folks are right there and available. Sometimes you just get respect for being engaged during the holidays. This is a soft benefit that pays off in your relationships for the long term. Just plain old respect for you doing the holiday hustle while everyone is taking off. I can tell you when you're the one sitting in that lobby or that Zoom room while everyone else is gone, it really does stand out. So does all of this sound like a hassle or a hustle? I think the answer is pretty clear. So let's switch over to what really matters when you're looking at the overall holiday shopping season and how it's tracking. Now, as unique as this year is going to be, the fact that 20 to 30 percent of retailer sales can be tied up in holiday hasn't changed one bit. So I'm asked to make predictions all the time, and sometimes I actually do it in the media and in some of the interviews that I do, but I'm not a really big fan of making predictions because most are just flat out wrong, for one thing, and predictions are always so black and white. That's especially perilous this year because there are so many variables in play, and I think it's important to take a look at the patterns and the nuances instead. And there are so many variables this year that can dramatically shift the story without warning. So we want to look at those variables and how they consolidate into some of these larger takeaways. But let's dispel one ongoing myth that gets in the way of seeing all of this clearly. The myth that retailers are scrambling to catch up to consumers and just reacting to whatever they do. Now, this is a really common myth that you hear all the time in lots of different forms. You might hear, hey, the customer's in charge or the customer is the channel. Now, that's all very catchy. And it's even true to some degree in that retailer success definitely depends on strategies that appeal to shoppers. But retailers also have never been in a better position to shape consumer behavior. Now, one of my top trajectories is that shaping is the new responding because retailers and brands are armed with data and tools now that allow them to do that. So this changes everything about how you talk about strategy, because if you're playing along with that idea that retailers are in reaction and response mode all the time, then you're only going to be focusing on consumers' whims and making guesses about what they might do next. But when you acknowledge the power that retailers have to shape behavior, the conversation shifts to what retailers can and will do under these various macro conditions. So that's where I like to keep my focus. And with that in mind, I see three primary shifts for this holiday in terms of how retailers are going to be shaping the action. Number one, spacing it out. 
universally, retailers are going to be smart to space out the season and keep the frenzy to a minimum. That's very different from previous holiday shopping seasons. This isn't just because chaos isn't good for business, and these days crowds freak people out, but it's also because liability has become a real issue this year. Liability for health and safety. Now you see Walmart and Target, they've already announced that they're not going to be open on Thanksgiving. So that's one step in this direction to calm down the frenzy and space things out. And again, another way that retailers are going to be controlling the action. Now, I expect that retailers, too, are going to shift some more promotions online. And it's not a risky strategy when you consider that consumers' comfort with shopping online, it was already primed by Amazon pun intended. The COVID crisis has onboarded millions more into online shopping. And then you've got retailers like Walmart that are onboarding and democratizing online shopping for millions more shoppers. So when you combine all of these dynamics, you have two big takeaways. First of all, the online shopping dynamics, they're not static. And I think too often they get talked about that way as though they just sort of stand still. It's constantly expanding, and the online universe continues to constantly expand. It's not just about an increase in the number of shoppers who are becoming more comfortable buying online. It's an increase in the breadth of categories that they're now willing to buy sight unseen. We're talking about a drastic expansion in the category opportunity online. Now, the second shift is changing channels. When you look at the high unemployment rate and the fate of stimulus support continuing to be up in the air, this means that discount retailers and even dollar stores are going to fare better than other retailers. So instead of focusing on overall spending, it's more relevant to talk about where the spending is going to be directed. And this year, it's going to be all about value. I don't think that means that purchases are going to only focus on basics and essentials. Now, some consumers are strapped, but others have a little extra money because they're not spending it on eating out, on entertainment and travel. So here again, multi-category discount retailers have the opportunity to coax shoppers over to some of their more affordable splurge categories. So I think these discount retailers and dollar stores are well poised this season and not just in low margin categories. And finally, the many benefits of category crossing. Every retailer's goal every holiday is to get shoppers to check more gifts off their list while they're in their stores or online, you know, shopping on their platforms. But this year, that's going to be the biggest opportunity going because shoppers are going to be looking for excuses to buy more in one place. They're going to want to avoid shopping in lots of different stores, and they're going to want to avoid going from place to place online. I think this is actually going to mitigate some of that race to the bottom pricing that always seems to plague the season. But here again, retailers that sell frequently purchase items like grocery and home essentials, they're going to have the best opportunity to really rake it in, but only if they've built paths to those higher margin discretionary categories. This has been a big blind spot for a lot of retailers, but now they're very aware of it and they're doing something about it. You look at Walmart, for example, very focused on expanding the number of categories that can be picked up and delivered beyond grocery and also building those linkages between their grocery business and those other categories. Now, multiple retailers that I've spoken to are absolutely obsessed with connecting categories and particularly online. They've done a pretty good job of doing it in the store, but they can't drop the ball when it comes to online shopping. 
So this year, online recommendation engines and shopping cart abandonment strategies are going to play a much bigger role in holiday success. Retailers that haven't made those upgrades and refinements are going to be left in the dust. I just can't not be blunt about that. The trial and error period has ended, and this holiday season has to have everything running on all cylinders. Are you ready to do the holiday hustle? I really hope so, because this year, every single advantage is going to count. And it's going to also set you up for success and momentum going into 2021. So don't let your foot off the gas. And kind of like tracking Santa's path, I'm going to continue to track and report on how the holiday shopping season is shaping up as we move into fourth quarter and beyond. I hope you'll stay tuned for the rest of the series. And thank you for listening in today. I'd love to hear from you if you have any questions or ideas to share. You can ping me directly at carol at speakermanretail.com or hit my site at speakermanretail.com to check out more insights, subscribe to my updates, and get the latest on my virtual events and other happenings. See you next time and happy selling.